G'day and welcome to Paddock Chat, a West Midlands Group original podcast created to keep local growers in the loop without having to leave the paddock. I'm Simon Kruger, the comms officer at the West Midlands Group. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you're a returning listener, cheers for joining us again. This episode marks the beginning of a four-part series of episodes West Midlands are releasing in collaboration with the Society of Precision Agriculture Australia and Mallee Sustainable Farming, with support from the FRRR Future Drought Fund. For those of our listeners who may not have heard of our collaborative partners on this podcast series, SPA is Australasia's leading independent advocate and facilitator for increased research, extension and adoption of precision agriculture, delivering industry-wide value across different sectors. And MSF are a grower group bringing farmers and researchers together to build more efficient, profitable and sustainable farming businesses in the low rainfall Mallee region across New South Wales, Victoria and South Australia. From mapping and zoning to the positive attributes of precision ag, consultant and farmer Peter Trelaw joins MSF's Jay Cummins in episode one, sharing his practical experiences in helping Mallee farmers navigate their on-farm development and application of PA systems. Peter and Jay's insightful conversation hits on many typical on-farm issues in precision ag and answers some key questions such as what equipment to use and how to get it to work in the best possible way to help make better informed decisions and reduce some of the stresses in farming decisions. So without further ado, we'll jump into Jay and Pete's conversation now. Hello and welcome to MSF Podcast. I'm Jay Cummins and today's program is brought to you by the Future Drought Fund and SPA. Our guest on the program today is Precision Ag Consultant and Farmer Pete Trelaw and Peter will be giving us an insight into setting up zoning and mapping systems. So Peter, as an introduction, what is your background to PA and what actually got you started in this specialised area? So everyone in the Valley will probably remember that I started my career as an agronomist with MSF out of Loxton, where I got my introduction to Precision Ag and Variable Rate through the Your Soil's Potential Soil testing program we were doing and looking at the different soil types and starting to farm to soil's potential. We started doing our first variable rate trials as variable rate yield mapping became more common and the technology was available. And yeah, I've gone from there. So Peter, what's the general journey that farmers undergo when they first get into precision ag? So probably the first exposure farmers see is a header with yield monitoring, which is almost universal now. Most headers will have a yield monitor and most farmers have access to NDVI satellite data that's basically free. So that's another layer of spatial variation they're seeing. Even Google Maps shows farm variation. But predominantly, the first thing farmers see is yield data off their own farms. So what about farmers who want to get into zoning? It should also be seen as a simple journey. I have a real philosophy in precision ag and variable rate that to the KISS principle, keep it simple, stupid. The more information you add, the more confused you can get. Probably the simplest layer of info, as I said, was yield data. And as much as droughts, dry years are not really exciting, they're probably the most useful for picking up different soil types and zones and working out where your productive land is, where your riskier soil types are. They can be the most useful sets of data. In the Mallee in particular, EM38, is an exceptional tool for 
creating zones because for those that don't know, EM38 is a soil sensor, measures electrical conductivity in the soil, and it tends to line up pretty well as the major drivers of EM, boron, salinity, soil texture, soil moisture, to a little extent, sadicity, and they're also the major drivers of subsoil constraint. They're the major subsoil constraints in the Mallee. So the two combine very well to be, form the basis of a pretty solid variable rate or zone map that you can use. I've still got maps that are 10 years or 20 years old. So that's probably the most fail size. But the first step would be finding a, a map, a single layer of information. And it doesn't matter where you got that, whether NDVI or just picking out your sand hills on, from Google Earth or just a yield map. Starting with a single layer that the farmer can explain or understand the variation that it's picking up and just work from there and you build on it as you go. It sounds as if it's uh, all about getting a better understanding of the different zones or areas of productive potential on farm then. Potential is the right word. So we're looking for areas where, because you need to make your decisions basically before what the season and what the outcomes are. And so you want to zone up peripherally where your areas of most potential are, where it's worth making the most investment and areas of lost least but where you make the least investment. And so it's really about potential and return on risk. So have you got examples of specific efficiency gains that farmers have made, those that have set up their PA system and gone down the zoning pathway and utilised variable rate? Yeah, there's a lot of farmers now using variable rate in the Mallee. And a lot of them doing it on a range of things. Farmers have done it themselves. They've got consultants that have done it for them, such as myself doing air maps or using yield data. You don't have to vary everything in the first year or ever. You can keep it as simple. You might only have a variable rate spreader. So you're only going to variable rate spreading urea. Or you might only have a variable rate air cart, which means that you're focusing on generally on nitrogen and phosphorus, a little bit of seed. It's really open to what capabilities you have. That's what you work with. You don't have to have the latest and greatest. And I even know of farmers that have just had the maps made and then manually just sewn sections, manually change the rate, sewing other sections. You're making a few compromises doing that, but unfortunately everything in farming is a compromise. So it sounds like for those farmers that are setting off down the PA pathway, it can really be a little bit overwhelming. But it seems that uh, you're suggesting that farmers address this through undertaking more of a step-by-step approach then. Very much. While you can invest heavily in a lot of mapping, soil testing, which is probably relative, it's not bulletproof, but it's a pretty good system and we've done enough trial work in the Mallee that we show that it works. But on the other side, just starting simply, I've got a client sort of just at low average years. So we've looked through their yield data, picked the right maps for the right paddocks that they understood was showing up the different zone from their experience of driving over the paddocks, simply zone them up and then apply simple strategies of a little bit more fertilizer in the better soils and less in the worse soils. It doesn't need to be any more complicated than that. And the key component of the step-by-step process is putting in trial strips. So have a strip that's I don't know, 50% below what you intend to sow and a rate that's 150% above, 50% above. So you have a 50 and 150 strip next to each other, go through all zones and leave those strips in there. Use the same maps every year. You don't need to create new ones all the time. And then you've got your fallback position. Each year you should be learning 
you should be getting a result, whether it's a positive or negative, because we all, not everybody, nobody's perfect. And eventually you'll build up a knowledge base of, right, this soil is 95% of years needs extra fit. This soil, lucky if 5% of the time it needs extra fit. So you start building a basis like that and then you, um, that's how you manage your risk, but also maximise your potential and return on investment. So Peter, can it be expected that farmers will make mistakes when they're embarking on their PA pathway? The early days you'll find that you'll create more trial strips as mistakes happen. I have had clients, particularly this year, new clients start and they ring after a couple of days to say, oh, the variable rate's not working. They couldn't get it to work, so they just went seeding. And then you talk them through it, how to get it working. Yep, no, that's easy enough. And off they go. And then you'll talk to them a week later and, no, oh, yep, this is all easy as. And so in a sense, they've missed their opportunity of doing variable rate on some of their property, but that means they've got a control strip out there. They've got areas that are just sown flat rate that we can then compare the variable rate results to. So it really sounds as if it's a case of farmers building on from their experiences, learning from their mistakes, and remembering not to get too stressed out about some of the mistakes that they may make as part of this PA journey then. There's uh, one area of PA that can stress you out. There's always a new piece of technology. There's always a new gadget. But we've had pretty simple variable rate for a long time. We've got protein sensors now, but We've still got to build up a decent base of knowledge on how effective they are. Um, it's the same with a new layer of information. can be a guide, but it doesn't have to be set in stone. And so, Peter, what are your words of advice to farmers? Where best can they get the right sort of information and who should they consult with when they're embarking on their PA journey? It's a lot different than it was when I first started. There's more and more consultants that have a PA branch in their business or consultants like myself that are solely based in Precision Ag. There's a range of options out there, but the real take-home message I'd give to farmers starting on PA is that so the technology doesn't need to be very complicated. Keep it simple. Thanks once again, Peter, for your time today. And certainly there's a lot of valuable information for farmers and others to take on board. So we must thank SPA with funding through the Future Drought Fund for providing the resources for this podcast. That brings us to the end of this Paddock Chat episode. We really hope you've enjoyed the conversation between MSF's Jay Cummins and Pete Trelaw and picked up some useful precision ag insights and possibly some tips on setting up zoning and mapping systems on your farm. Be sure to look out for the next episode in the series, focusing on PA as a tool for better farm decisions, with MSF's Tanya Morgan and Precision Ag consultant and farmer Felicity Turner. If you're enjoying our content, be sure to subscribe to Paddock Chat and let us know your thoughts via our social media channels. You can get in touch with us via Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, or feel free to shoot us an email at comms at wmgroup.org.au. As usual, I'd like to thank our sponsors and members, without whom this would not be possible. See you next time for more Paddock Chat. Local knowledge from a paddock near you. 
The information provided in this podcast is general in nature and may not be wholly appropriate for your purposes or situation. We recommend that you seek appropriate professional advice before implementing actions based on the information provided in this podcast.